So I wonder what you know about the person who sat next to you today. What do you know about them? What would you rather not know about them? Now, if you're sat next to somebody you don't really know, I guess it can become a little bit of a dangerous thing. But I wondered if you wanted to have a guess at how old the person was who sat next to you. And would you dare to tell them what you think or how old you think they are? We could have a few fallings out tonight, couldn't we, if we uh, play that sort of game. But uh, what's their favorite song, do you think, at Christmas? Did they sing well tonight? Do they think they sing well when, in fact, you'd love to tell them they don't actually sing as well as they think they do? Or I wonder if you know what's worrying them at the moment. I wonder if you know what's on their heart, what, what concerns they carry, what anxieties they have, what, what fears they might have for tomorrow or, or the, the future, the time ahead. What are the things that we sort of carry that, that often are, are hidden in our lives as well. Because knowing about someone and knowing someone, they're, they're two totally different things, aren't they? We can know a lot about a person, but we don't actually know them until we dig a little bit deeper in their lives. We sort of wrestle with some of the, the bigger questions of life, the things that have happened in somebody's life, the, the stories that have, have shaped them, the incidents along the way that have, have sort of molded them into the person they are today. And some of those things are very deep and painful, and some of them are full of joy and excitement and, and life itself that has punctuated their, their story. But knowing someone is, is a really exciting thing as well, to know their story, not just to know about them. For centuries, people had been expecting a Messiah to come. And yet for centuries, it seemed like God was absent and he'd almost forgotten to keep up with them what was happening, to give them the sort of next stage in his great plan, which had started way before the beginning of time itself, where God had planned that, that one day a saviour would come who would bring salvation, would bring hope and a future. And yet for centuries, as we heard in our opening video, the prophets had gone silent. Was God just absent? Had God just given up with us? Had God sort of just walked away to start again somewhere else on a brand new planet somewhere? But then what seemed like all of a sudden, this story bursts into our history the story that we're still telling, that we've told today, that we're still singing about, we're still watching and, and receiving and still wondering again today. This story seemed to burst out all of a sudden, and yet in God's timeline, of course, it was just the blink of God's eye from one thing to another. But something began to stir. And that expectation of Christmas, that expectation and exhilaration which can become exhausting and yet exciting and sometimes exasperating, was beginning to unfold its story one line at a time so that the world might hear. It was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a... The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be... The children were nestled or snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their 
You're very good at this. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's very good. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the... Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the... Sash, yeah, that's not an easy one, is it, that one? The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. With what to my wandering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny rain? Very good. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. Just over 2,000 years ago, not St. Nick. Someone, dare I say, much more real, although perhaps I shouldn't say that tonight. Just over 2,000 years ago, someone much more exciting, anticipated, exhilarating, was about to be born. The fulfillment of all of God's promises made long ago, unleashed in a person, in fact, in a baby. Perhaps the most surprising part of this story that we could ever, ever dream of. But what was the expectation of that moment? What were people expecting God to do? Well, in the Christmas story in the Bible, there are several songs that are are sung for us. And they tell us a little bit about what God had planned for his people, for us, for people all over the world. An angel tells Mary that she's going to have the baby and this child is going to be the saviour, the one who has been promised long ago. And she obeyed. She, she chose to enter the mystery of Christmas. The angel said, this is going to change you, Mary, and this baby is going to change many people's lives. An angel sang to Joseph as well. He, he could have walked away, of course. He could have, as he had planned in his head, to divorce Mary quietly. But he chose to obey. And he chose to enter the scandal of Christmas because it's a scandalous story. And yet he chose to become part of it. And everyone was going to start whispering about Mary and Joseph and what on earth had gone on because it didn't look like it was all happening in the right order. But don't be afraid, Joseph. This is going to change your plans and it's going to change the plans of many more people to come yet. And then an angel tells the shepherds, Shepherds, you've got a different focus tonight. And this is going to change your focus forever and it's going to change the focus of many more people. And they chose to enter into the confusion of Christmas as well. And that is always for me the challenge. And I challenge you as well over these next few days to become aware again that God's plans and purposes are sometimes confusing. They do seem sometimes scandalous. They often seem a mystery, but God's plans cannot be disrupted. This plan from the very beginning cannot be disrupted, even if our plans have been, just as Mary's and Joseph's and the shepherd's plans were completely turned upside down that evening. Our lives can be turned, well, dare I say, the right way up when we get to know this Savior, this Jesus because then we can make our response. Then we too can join in this celebration of the coming of Jesus. 
the one who has been born to us and for us. Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, they decided to listen to God. They decided to trust God. They decided to obey God in those moments. And what they discovered was that they came to know God. Not just about him, but through the birth of this baby Jesus, they now know who God is, the Savior of the world, the one who has come to be one with us to make himself known to you, to all those who will trust him. So this story can't remain just as a baby. It cannot be contained in a manger or restrained by a stable. It has to be released and make its home in the lives of people like me and you to be born in us today. So you may know the story well, and all these familiar carols, all these familiar readings, you know them so well, perhaps. But the point of the story is not just to know the story, it's to get to know Jesus, because he's the one who changes lives. And he came to be known by you so that you could, so that you could see that Jesus is like the window to God. The window to understanding God's plans and purposes for our world set in motion before the beginning of time. The revelation of God's love to the whole of humanity. And it's through Jesus that you can know. You can know that you're loved. You can know that you're welcomed. You can know that you are forgiven. Because at the heart of the Christmas story is the reality of knowing those things. And imagine the possibilities when you know those things. When you know that you're loved, when you know that you're welcome, when you know that you're forgiven, imagine the possibilities of life beyond that. And as Mary and Joseph and the shepherds had their lives turned around, then your life can be turned around just the same. You go back differently, praising God, glorifying him for what you have seen and heard. Because this is good news for all people across our world today and every day. The the song, the Christmas song, O Holy Night, invites us to fall on our knees. To fall on our knees in worship, in wonder, in awe, in thankfulness for what God has done in our midst. And my prayer for you this Christmas is that you might know him truly know him, not just the story, not just the, the readings, the carols, but you might know Jesus and then you'll be able to respond to give him your heart so that he can fill it with his love. So whatever's happening right now, whatever the challenges you face, whatever the things that you maybe are considering, things that are pressing in on you, things that scare you or cause you anxiety, Whatever is happening, you can know that he came for you. He came to be born in your life so that you can know him and experience that love that he poured out to all people. So why not take a risk and give him your life? Maybe again today, maybe for the first time, to give him your life because he came to give his life for you. And as an act of response to him, 
to give him the very best we have. In fact, to give him all we have. To know him. Because he knows you and he loves you. And he cares about what happens to you. So offer him yourself. The very best you can give.